0: This, no. Hey, welcome to KCYZ. That's Carlos.
1: <laughs> I am Carlos. I said I write this time. Look at me.
0: <laughs> You're supposed to say, that's Kelly. No. Never me. I'm, I'm Kelly. Uh, this Kelly. is a show where uh, these two nerdy best friends talk about wine and booze and vinyl and toys and all sorts of stuff. and
1: Probably the no. best stuff on earth, really, if you think about it.
0: Well, I... I have no doubt,
1: best stuff, best 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 stuff.
0: It's all my favorite stuff.
1: I mean, what I mean, what else do you want, really? That's a, that's
0: anybody wants pyramids, but, that out okay. of life, just plain evil. Indeed. Uh, I have, uh, I have. I'm drinking a uh, rosé from War King, which is a local winery here. Uh, you know, if you're if you're going to have any kind of spicy food or even like barbecue or something, you really want that rosé. That's what those are built for. Yeah. Yeah. They actually, there's something in what the acids and all that, that goes really well. So if you're not having the barbecue, you want that meat with that red meat with a red wine. But if you've got some kind of spiciness going on, you want that rosé to bring out all the flavors.
1: See, this is where you are way more nerdy than me in wine. I guess nerdy is not even the word. I w- it's more refined.
0: No, nah, that's nerdy cuz
1: i don't i don't look at wine like that i can i can well first i don't like white wine in general and i know um but i can do red wine with a bowl of cereal with some charcuterie with some subway
0: uh, have you can, ever felt like um like you had like you were eating something and that wine didn't go with it though no no okay my well. brain
1: my brain is the absolute master of compartmentalization.
0: Well, the real, the only rule in wine is that if you like it, you're right. That's right. Everybody's got different tastes and all that stuff. And if, if you can make it work for you, then then you figured it out.
1: Like we were drinking the other day and then, yeah, about half a glass in, I got hungry and I went and got myself some Fruity Pebbles.
0: Oh, God, I hate you so much. And it was perfect. I hate you that you have Fruity Pebbles in the oh, house. Oh, my goodness.
1: You're telling me you do not love Fruity Pebbles.
0: I remember loving Fruity Pebbles at a, as a six-year-old, but I have not had Fruity Pebbles in yeah. the house in they many, are, many years.
1: They are still the absolute most delicious cereal. Next to maybe Golden grams, Golden grams, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. But, man, if you really want to get highfalutin, just good old Captain Crunch.
0: I uh, I I am lowfalutin. <laughs> I am on a falutin free diet.
1: I reckon a Syrah,
0: a good Syrah will go good with Captain Crunch. I think maybe uh well, so I don't even do breakfast at all.
1: Well, it doesn't have to be breakfast.
0: You can oh, have God. cinnamon
1: toast crunch for you can have parody pebbles for lunch.
0: What must it be like dinner? to live like a baby gorilla? This is amazing. What what are you drinking, brother?
1: I am drinking. You know, I'm a I'm a very passionate man. I know, especially about the holidays. I'm not quite. You know, you you know me, Chris Kringle. I think you called me once because that was so jolly. Sure. I am drinking a Hallmark Cabsov.
0: Wow. That is. Huh. How's that taste? It it
1: tastes good. Yeah. It's notes of Fruity Pebbles.
0: I was just going to say, I bet you it tastes great with the Fruity Pebbles.
1: I think this one is more of like a grits. Oh, necessarily Fruity Pebbles, but maybe like a cheesy grits. Sure. the, The cereal needs to be heartier for this one.
0: So okay. something like a Lucky Charms or perhaps a sugar comb.
1: No, the grits because the grits are are more are heartier. I see. It's like more savory, more on the savory end, not so much on the mid to high sugary end, like those other ones are. Yeah, cheese really tones it down.
0: I see. I see. See, you're just as nerdy as I am. <laughs>
1: Next time I go up, I'm taking you a box of. of <laughs> fruity pebbles
0: no you know i can't have anything like that in the house because i will actually eat it and that's I why that's why I don't, i'll take it no i'm i've uh i've made it my goal i'm you know i'm at a weight i do not care for and i'm i'm taking off at least 10 pounds in the next month and 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 hopefully 20 pounds for the year i'd like to get down to that uh
1: so you want to do 10 in a month and then the next 10 over the next 11 months
0: well the thing is i know i can do 20 pounds in two months if Keeping if i it. just if I just wash myself, <laughs> but wash then yourself? if I wash myself, I could probably lose 30 pounds. But <laughs> I if I worry about that, but I'll say if, if I lose the 20 pounds in two months, I will gain that 20 pounds back over the next eight months. So
1: discipline. I, uh, yeah.
0: Well, that's the, uh, that's what we're, that's what we're aiming for this year. Right.
1: Discipline. The word is
0: discipline. Yeah. I've heard of it.
1: We should, uh, I'm going to get it tattooed somewhere in my body, like a schmuck.
0: <laughs> tell me your story of uh, of washing and oh, no, losing it's, weight.
1: It's uh I, I label this show as clean. It would uh... uh
0: ironically, a story about washing is filthy. Yes. Alright.
1: So we'll save it for uh we'll we'll save it for the other for the other one.
0: Well, I know we've got a, a topic, but Wait, uh John, generally... did you tell oh. me what you're drinking? I forgot yeah. already. Wow. <laughs> Remind That'd... me. That jingle red must be some wine. <laughs> I'm drinking a rosé. Remember, we got into the whole talk of oh, a barbecue right, right, right. rosé, but which one? From War King, which is War a, uh, a Woodenville Winery. <laughs> uh, I know, I know the owner Brett, and uh, he makes amazing wine.
1: Okay, so, I remember now. I remember. Yeah, carry on, carry on soldier.
0: What is kind of nerdy <laughs> is how many people we know who make wine.
1: D- indeed. Yeah, indeed. We're part of a few wine clubs and consider the winemakers friends. Um, probably the best one is James. Shout out to Marrowstone Winery in Port Townsend. And uh, he appreciates us because we were one of his first members, like in, in the first chunk of members when he started. Right. And it's uh, going to Port Townsend is a weekend of fun, relaxation go to, go to Maristone prior, pick up a box and then, you know, drink it. It's really tasty.
0: Fun and relaxation. That sounds like something I should try. Uh, One of the things that we talk about on this show and it's going to lead into our topic is uh, our vinyl pick of the week. And um, my brother, did you know that I used to front a Sinatra cover band, a tribute band?
1: Like officially front an official band?
0: Well, I mean, I sang with a Sinatra tribute band. And then uh, as I took it over more and more, I brought in my favorite singer, who you'd think would be Frank Sinatra, because I can sing Frank Sinatra yeah. really fucking great.
1: I know who your favorite singer is.
0: Uh, yes, my favorite singer is. Go ahead. Tell me. Bobby Darren. It's Bobby Darin. And that's my, <laughs> uh, that's my vinyl for the day is Bobby Darin's. That's all. This is the album that started it all. This is not his first album. He had done uh, songs like dream lover and splish splash and all that stuff. But this is the album that had "Mac the knife on it. Oh. And then this was where he kind of changed his sound into a crooner instead of a rock and roller. Bobby Darren's just got such an interesting life. And, uh, I absolutely fell in love with his voice and his music. My mom listened to him a little bit, and then once I started really looking into him, you know, he was born with a heart defect, and he wasn't supposed to live past the age of sixteen. And uh, so, any year he got past that, he mm-hmm. he considered borrowed time, and so he was just going to make the most of it all. He lived to thirty-seven, and I'd say he he did pretty well for did for he thirty-seven this short heart years. I- issue. No, he died of something even stupider and sadder. He had a uh he had an infection in his jaw, and the infection traveled down to his heart and that's what ended up killing him
1: so if he hadn't had that infection
0: or if he had just gone in when it started to hurt, you know, his heart was just too weak to fight it off, mm. and all of that stuff. um he that's was kind whack. of a tortured tortured artist as well, probably because he was just so fucking driven. but you know, he ended up marrying Sandra D, who was America's sweetheart and uh, has a, a wonderful son. I for a long time, I was trying to get the rights to his story to write a movie about it. and I was uh, writing back and forth with his son, Dodd. And Dodd said, "You know, well, Kevin Spacey is gonna make the movie." And I was like, that fucking asshole and all right. I, I ended up loving the movie, so.
1: I, I haven't seen it.
0: I can. It's called Beyond the, the Sea. Beyond
1: the Sea. Does he? He actually sings in that, doesn't he?
0: That's what pissed me off. I was like, "You fucking narcissist! You can't even use you want to. You want to bring Bobby Darren to the masses, but you're not going to let them listen to his own songs." Jesus. Christ.
1: So he's not. You don't think he's worthy of the? His voice isn't worthy of comparison. He's
0: fine, but but I don't get what the point was if we oh, want to kind of introduce audiences to Bobby Darren. Yeah. You know, just use the music. Uh, what about you? That,
1: I should put that on my list. Um, I am. We mentioned it last show. I've been listening to
0: <laughs>
1: some. Never five.
0: Never heard of them.
1: Deal the light. Look at these cool. Look at these dudes.
0: <laughs> that guy in the middle looks like a real wanker.
1: Look at these dudes. The epitome of cool.
0: Uh Seattle, nineteen eighty-four metal.
1: These dudes were in the first, in the in the second scene in Terminator.
0: <laughs> Let me guess, Laundry Day, nothing clean.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then he killed. Uh, he killed one of them. Right. Um, so that's killed what I've been of- listening to. Uh, I need the other one.
0: I thought I gave you the other one.
1: No, you gave me this one.
0: No, you bought bought this one. one. Oh, okay.
1: No, the other one. It's I've uh,
0: I've got multiple copies of the other one.
1: Oh, what's it called?
0: When the mirror cracks.
1: Yes, I need that one. Yes, because I listen to that when I'm out hitting the bag.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, For those who don't know, uh, uh, the vocalist of Q5 is my brother jonathan scott k and uh they had a, a mini resurgence and they've been uh back together not the original band but uh a- enough of them and hitting europe and doing shows over there every year or so and so that's kind of cool i'm glad that you dig them
1: i was heck yeah heck yeah do you do you have this uh when the mirror cracks
0: yeah i don't know if you remember that i had i had i thought i had given you a copy but i guess i just loaned you a copy i think you didn't want to keep it because it was signed right. by everybody That's but high. i i have every time i find a copy i buy it and then i have them sign it so every copy i have is signed and i have multiple copies so please just take one of the copies next time you come up.
1: that'll be awesome that would definitely be in the show in, in the in the in the rotation i love yeah. it yeah cool um the other thing, I don't know if it's fair that I do too, but I've also been listening to this one because I want your opinion.
0: <laughs> the Melvins, you know, I never got into them. I don't know if I know any of their music, I, another yeah. local band.
1: I I was going into the searching for local stuff, and the Melvins are very well-known here in the Seattle area. And you know what? I didn't like it.
0: Oh, <laughs> You should bring that up next time because yes, I I don't think I've I i do not know if I know any of their music.
1: I got that one at Royal Records on Queen Anne, and mm-hmm. the guys there super knowledgeable. And I said, "Hey, I'm just starting to get into the you know early Seattle scene from the '90s, late '80s, '90s. Which one should I start with?" And they gave me this one, and although they probably won't be too happy to hear that I didn't like it, so I'm not <laughs> going to get any more Melvins. But Listen, um,
0: Music is like wine. Right. Uh it's it's we all have different tastes clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I I mean it sounds silly but I assume you've checked out Soundgarden.
1: Oh I I have Soundgarden. Okay. Yeah, I love Soundgarden. I like Soundgarden. Yeah. Um and even older punk like The Sonic Sure? The Sonics. It's it's I was surprised at how hard how hard that music was. I was expecting it to be a little bit more uh Hoppy. yeah and no they were they were going at it back then they were hitting it hard
0: next time you come up we'll put on youtube uh before q5 my brother was in a cover band called mercenary and they they were pretty big cover band and uh there's lots of video of them at various taverns like entire shows and you can hear him singing a lot of the rock acdc and stuff like that uh, of the day
1: so. man i love acdc
0: yeah. Well, that kind of brings us into our uh, topic this time because uh, you and I both love vinyl. I think we have approached it in a different way, especially when it comes to like cleaning records. Uh, I, I am very much of the mind that you can get a record clean with a little soap and warm water, a dish soap and warm water, and let it dry on your dish rack. How do you feel about stuff like that?
1: So the way when I get into something new i sort of go full steam ahead (laughs) dive in and go nuts with it so i have been buying more used records and i buy more used records because i have a collector i have collector dna i put value on original pressings or as early as i can get and i perceive that there is less value in reissue new reissues, which I'm 100% aware that that is false, (laughs) (laughs) but I like the original stuff of stuff, you know, for, you know, with yeah, I like original stuff of stuff. So since I've been buying more used records, I want to clean them. So I don't just want to go, And listen to the first winker to say, put it under the faucet and scrub it with your detergent.
0: You don't scrub it with detergent, but all right.
1: (laughs) I, you know, I researched, watched too many YouTube videos, read too many forums. And the consensus is pretty much do not wash them in the sink (laughs) is the consensus (laughs) and do not use detergent, don't use dish soap. And then I was like, okay, why? Why don't you use detergent or dish soap? And then they talk about there's a ton of chemicals in it and the chemicals don't rinse out of the groove. So then I started thinking, okay, what is this groove? Like what I want to know about the groove. Like I wanted to learn what what exactly it is. Which then took me down this whole rabbit hole of how a record is made,
0: which is pretty fascinating. <laughs>
1: Holy cow. I, I do not comprehend it. I comprehend ones and zeros. Like if you tell me how a hard drive, like exp- I can explain to you how a hard drive works. There's yeah. a disk and there's a bunch of ones and zeros on there, and there's this little magnetic arm that just goes back and forth and it lo- retrieves whatever it is, and there's segments and, you know, fragmentation and all this other stuff. But I still do not understand how exactly. <laughs> a needle just vibrates and carves grooves into plastic. And then you can take another needle, throw some electricity through it, and it will replicate sound. That is mind-blowing to me. Well, anyway, so start it's into... It's so
0: weird because you're like, who accidentally stumbled on this, right?
1: Well, Edison. <laughs> right. Edison phone. did the tube, and those are cool. I reckon there's a two player in my future. You can still get them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just did a Kickstarter for uh, for a Dracula Kickstarter, and it's it, there were various levels, as there always are, but one of them was a vinyl record of uh, Dr. Seward leaving his notes on vinyl, because he actually oh. talks about that in the book. Which is weird because that was so brand new when the book was written. The book was almost considered like science, science fiction. fiction. At the time. <laughs> but what if you got into the bigger levels, you could get the tube version of it.
1: They he, they're <laughs> making them.
0: They're making holy
1: it. <laughs> cow. That is bananas. You need to send me this link. Oh, I think I want it just, it's it's long past. It's
0: long past. And I didn't, I didn't go for that one, but I did go for the record and I've been waiting like three years for this thing to show up. Anyway, I hijacked your, uh, your discussion. You
1: know, I've been to a few antique shops where they sell tubes. And, uh, I think that next time I see one, I'm going to pick it just for the, you know, the novelty of it. Like I still have, uh, Lori got me years ago, uh, a roll of Kodachrome. Oh, nice. And you know Kodachrome's been discontinued for a long time. Well, okay, it's not actually not that long. And actually, there's okay. Here, this is where the nerd part that comes in in KCYZ Nerd Radio. There's a there's a documentary on YouTube that you can it's that you can go find, and it's a photographer who Kodak gave him the very last role they produced of Kodachrome. And he used that role thirty six image thirty five images, and then he went all over the world to take pic to take pictures of this last role and I watch that documentary maybe once every three months. it's only half an hour wow. or so, but i just i'm i'm I, I it's just so awesome um he's the photographer who took the picture of that girl in Afghanistan in the eighties.
0: Uh with the blue eyes with the and blue the eyes. <laughs> okay,
1: wow. I'm uh, forgetting what his name is. Um, but yeah, so it's. I mean, so I have a roll of it. I'll, I mean, you can't use it because no one can develop it. They don't make the stuff for it anymore. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. It's the you need tons of chemicals to develop that Kodachrome. Uh, so yes, I think having one of those tubes would be cool, just as a, you know, just as a keepsake of if the earth had been tilted just a little bit on the day that whoever made the flat one and he didn't do it, like if he had been distracted, like if a horse had taken a dump outside his house and he's like, mother, I have to go <laughs> clean up this thing. And then he got distracted and he just never came back to his idea of vinyl right. on a flat record. We would be, you know, putting <laughs> in tubes.
0: I love it. How would we <laughs> clean those tubes?
1: Yeah. I mean, there would be a whole YouTube industry of you, of making making videos on how to clean those stuff. So yeah, so I mega researched how records were made. And when you tie that into how to clean them, there is just no way for a brush to get in there, to get into the, to get into the Valley of the groove. But then you have to think about what type of cartridge you have because not all cartridges look for the information at the valley of the groove. A lot of th- this different type of cartridge picks up the variations on along the of the edges. <clears throat> but still, you can't get a brush in there. So the best way, supposedly, supposedly from YouTube University to clean your <laughs> records is with an ultrasonic cleaner.
0: This is not an endorsement. We are being paid no money for this. (laughs) No.
1: So, this guy right here, if you can see this, this is my ultrasonic cleaner. So for the past few weeks, I've been going through, I only have 140 albums. That's not a whole lot. But I've been going through and picking out my dirtiest records. And... I've been using a cleaner to do an initial clean on them to get rid of fingerprints, any oils on the surface, and then putting them in my ultrasonic cleaner for about 15 minutes. Mm. And in the in the ultrasonic cleaner, there's this product called G Sonic. You put 10 drops per gallon in the clean in the water, distilled water. It can't be tap water well yeah cuz the it has to have be completely free of minerals so you put 10 drops of this stuff in there run it through the ultrasonic cleaner and the drops are a surfa- it, it includes a surfactant <laughs> he looks so enthralled
0: no i listen <laughs> as a uh as a licensed spray technician i know what surfactants are
1: so uh. i didn't know what surfactants were Although, ironically, I've been using surfactants for years, but I didn't know what exactly, I didn't know the word surfactant. So a surfactant is something that breaks up the water tension between the water and the surface of whatever the water is on. So it adheres to that object better. And in photography, when I develop a roll of film, um, I... Put, I rinse. so I put the film in a canister. then I rinse it. I put water in it. it's in a light proof canister. I put water in it, shake it up, rinse it, and dump it out because film has this layer uh, on around it. So get rid of that. And then I put a developer on it, do that for however many minutes that it requires. Then I put a fixer, which what that does is that it prevents the silver crystals from reacting to light so after it's done fixing then i can take it out and it won't blow out my film it'll uh, the image will be recorded on the film and then i rinse it again and then there's this little there's this little these drops that i would put in the water in the rinse i would put a few drops in there and when i bought this the guy just said it helps avoid water streaking and i'm like oh, okay i'll just put it in there and then but boom that's what a surfactant does it it, it it's like rainex for stuff where the water will just bead off and it won't um yeah no water streaks so then that means that when it dries it won't leave any residue on whatever it's on <clears throat> so that's what this g sonic drops do in the ultrasonic cleaner and uh i've been pretty happy these records look pretty spotless i've done testing on about three of them and it i with my very untrained ear heard a very big difference in how it sounded before and after cleaning
0: yeah so you showed me this thing at work when i came down for uh, new year's eve and it, it does look and sound very impressive while it's while it's on is there something uh at the at the end of a cycle where you can look and you're like, oh my god, look at all look at how dirty that water looks or yeah. anything like that? Oh I've okay. already so you're to, seeing...
1: I've cleaned approximately 60 records. Maybe yeah, 50 between 50 and 60 records. Okay. And the first 45, it looked like it, it there was a ton of debris at the bottom. Wow. There was a lot of dust um and i was surprised the water looked murky the water looked dirty and uh then i started researching more and found that people typically clean between 40 to 60 records per per gallon so so then uh i'm like yep that's right because my water looks gross and uh and then i <coughs> and you could tell there was a difference in cleaning from the end of the old water to the new, because then I had to do a couple of records over again, and it, it, it there was a difference.
0: I am. Uh, I, I've got a couple of uh, records that uh, right. I have done the uh, the washing in my sink method with, and I haven't been thrilled with. I'm bringing them down, and Bring I want to see if we can uh, fix some of these. I have a whole um, system. Do you mind? Do you feel like uh, endorsing this? Do you mind telling people what the name of this product is? and
1: Well, this one is just uh Vevlore. I just got it on Amazon. It's hundred and sixty bucks there's uh there's a and with this guy, you can clean the when I first started, I was doing four records at a time, but then I started researching more and so ultrasonic cleaning. Yeah, I'm taking up this our whole episode, Kelly, with nerding that's fine. out on, that's on fine. ultrasonic cleaning. That's fine. That's how we go. Cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> ultrasonic cleaning is the 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 ultrasonic part of it where the bubbles that it creates isn't they don't explode out, they implode. <laughs> so when the bubbles implode, it pushes out the water that's right behind it. So that's how it sort of just sucks out the dirt. Because you're, it's all of this negative. Is it negative pressure? Is that what I'm talking about? So it, it, yeah, the the bubbles are are imploding, yeah, imploding. So it pushes it out, and um, I read and I heard and I saw that if you have too much stuff, too much surface area in the water, that it it lessens the the effectiveness of it. So I switch now and I'm doing two at a time. And I'm doing two at a time for 20 minutes each, each cycle. And it's pretty, it's pretty cool because it's properly clean when I take the record out and the water just beads right off. It looks like glass and then the water just comes right off and then it dries perfectly, like zero residue at all.
0: Well, um, I don't imagine that there's going to be a lot of audiophiles listening to a couple of newbies like us talking about this stuff, but if there are some people who like what they hear, they can certainly say something underneath sure. the video on the YouTube thing and I know that you will get back to them.
1: Absolutely because some people will say don't put any chemicals in it at all. There's a I was watching um uh, another YouTube channel that I watch is uh is from a guy named Norman Maslov and he did a I don't know, like an Hour and a half, two hour show with two other audio files. And one of them said, You don't need any chemicals, just use distilled water. It'll work just fine. And then the other guy goes, Maybe it'll work. But since we have these chemicals that can help with, and he was they were talking about the surfactants that we should just use it because it's a tool available. Um, but even then, like I'm <laughs> This is the nerd in our show, in our show, Kelly, because when I clean records and then I play them and I still hear a pop or two, yeah, that has now made me want to upgrade my turntable.
0: Wow. That's so I, I get a different feeling completely because I, I love those pops, especially at the beginning of a record. Makes me feel like you know it. It brings me back to my childhood. Hmm.
1: I have Rolling Stones, uh, "Beggars Banquet," yeah, and "Symphony for the Devil" is my favorite song on that, of course. And there's a there's a pop at the same spot throughout that whole track, and it's driving me insane. I, I, so here's the thing: I tried it on three turntables the pop is still there so it has to be this super microscopic scratch cuz you can't see it i mean you right. can see a little scuffing in that area but it's definitely i mean it's definitely not you can't feel it um but either do i here's my two choices do i just buy a new a new uh a, a, a new version of this or do i upgrade my turntable and see if a better cartridge <laughs> and a new turntable will take care of that
0: I'm going to I'm going to take up the uh, the rest of the show and tell time to tell you a story because uh, so my favorite Beatles album is Abbey Road and uh, my mom had it as a kid. And I love that album like both sides, I think, are just spectacular. But there is a skip in the album that we had as a kid. There was a skip in Mm -hmm. the song Octopus's Garden. And then when I moved to L.A., I got rid of everything. And what I couldn't sell, I just trashed, which meant I trashed a lot of records. I've spent uh, a lot of time trying to build back the collection we had, and it's only cost me about five times as much. (laughs) But I was down at the Seattle Center Armory's record show one time, and I come across a reasonably priced uh, copy of Abbey Road, and I bought it. And when I got it home, it skips in the same place. And I was like, hey. "Holy shit! Is this my old record? Did I just pay twenty dollars to get my old shitty record
1: back?" It's wow. If that's true, that is that's a story right there.
0: Well, that's that's one of the records I'm bringing down. That I've got some Zeppelin records that are a little dirty, and the first couple of Kiss records I have are kind of dirty. You see
1: the scratch? No. Oh, yeah, it might just need a cleaning. Yeah, yeah, bring yeah, we'll bring it down. We'll bring it down. We'll we'll clean it. I just uh, got a new pre cleaner today that I'm looking forward to test out um, from from uh, Groove. I forget what the company is called. I'm gonna test it out. Shout them out. See if they'll hook hook me up for something.
0: Very nice. But cool. uh,
1: next show, I I think we should probably talk about turntables because what I'm interested in getting is a Sony PSX sixty from 1979.
0: From 79 specifically. Wow with
1: a brand new Shure cartridge.
0: Well, let's not say anything more about it. Cause I want to know why you're so set on that. And you know, I like the older record players. My record player is from 74 and it's, it's been rebuilt and everything, but it's, it's not nearly as nice as the one you've got upstairs.
1: Well, this one, this Sony is a ton better than that one. I have a dual upstairs. I mean, it looks nice cause it has a wood. It's, it's, it's a wood cabinet, but uh, I'm, 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 Yeah, we'll see. I might have to sell some sneakers.
0: (laughs) All right, buddy. Uh, We've blown all our time talking about cleaning records today. Uh, What a nerd thing
1: to do. What do you know?
0: (laughs) Tell everybody where they can reach you if they want to.
1: So uh, you can check me out at the CZ Media Podcast. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Check me out. Uh, And if you want a website or something, I can help you with that, too. I can do. I'm an e-commerce whiz. How about you, Kelly? Where can I, I can you?
0: vouch for that because you did my website, which is written by KLYoung.com. And uh, you can start watching that soon because I'm sure I will have copies of my novel coming I'm out, excited. which is called The Secret Language of Spiders. Uh, you'll be able to get that on Amazon and everything, but I'm sure I will have a number of copies uh, autographed on my own site. And then you can also find me every Thursday on Strange Eons Radio, which is a pop culture podcast about movies and television and comic books and all that which i do with eric margaret and vanessa williams mcem yeah mcem he's the boy we love him heck yeah I gotta say, you're uh, you're giving him a run for his money on the editing you've done with this show. I love the visuals. I love how things flop back and forth on the video and everything. Sites just pop up and everything. I was like, look at this! Holy shit!
1: It'll it'll evolve. It'll evolve. I'm just playing with it right now. We'll do some. We'll do some cool stuff.
0: I love it, man. You're doing great.
1: Well, I love oh, you, buddy.
0: I love you too. And uh, I will see you next week. We'll talk. Um, I bet wine some vinyl. And we'll make sure we have time to show everybody the the nerdy toys we bought or whatever. All right, see you, brother. Adios.